1: watching the tutors a proud member of the agora podcast network i'm heather
2: and i'm jonathan
1: and this is the podcast where we watch the tutors after almost 10 years and go into the depth of the history and the background of the show the story behind the drama and what's true and what's not so you can learn more about us at watching this is season two episode one everything is beautiful and a quick reminder that if you like this show and you want to see more of it, please leave us a rating on iTunes. It's the number one way you can help a show succeed, and it helps lots of other people find the program. A couple of business notes for this episode. Just we are starting something new with season two, which is trying to do shorter episodes.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't so. have to listen to us talk as much.
1: <laughs> and we're curious what you think about that. Does it work? Does it not work? Um, So we're going to try and stick in the half hour, 40 minute framework here and not go too far over that. And then also we're going to have a commercial in the middle and you might've actually heard a commercial already before you heard us talking just now.
2: So be ready for that.
1: Yeah. And we'll give you warning. So there's that. We also will do our regular spoiler alert, which is that we're going to tell you what happens. Yeah.
2: We talk about what happens in the episode and we also talk about things that happen later kind of in the story. I mean, not, not too much, but things like. Henry, you know, kills a few of his wives, just in case you didn't know that. There you go. Um, So you probably want to watch the episode first if you don't want things to be given away.
1: Absolutely. Okay. And so a really quick recap, and then we'll go right into the discussion. So this is all about how Anne is obviously going to become queen now that it's obviously a given that she will. And it's really messy getting her there. And this is the start of all of that messiness.
2: Henry is doing a lot to get his divorce.
1: He is. It's
2: ridiculous. Anyways.
1: All right. So start asking me your questions. Okay.
2: So we're in the year 1532. So is the story, uh, not the story, but just they they make it seem like Anne is doing all of this like for purposes of influence. And I wondered if in your opinion, like that was at all accurate? I mean, do you mm-hmm. think she actually loved him a little, or if it was just, if this is just all kind of a giant ruse? Or whatever?
1: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of theories on that, and I actually asked, plug for my other podcast on the Renaissance English History Podcast, I interviewed Alison Weir recently on her new book, All About Anne Boleyn, and I asked her that question. I said, you know, there's, a, there's the theory that it maybe started off innocently enough, and then she just got caught up in events that mm-hmm. spun out of her control and and all of that and I said you know what what do you think what's your theory and you know she kind of said that she thinks that as early as 1527 they were talking about marriage and they were talking about you know being in love and everything like that so I think it's I think that she likely saw an opportunity for advancement and she also you know what's she going to do the king of England wants to be with her mm-hmm. and I so I think that she yeah, I mean, have,
2: she, she would yeah, need to fight him off so I mean yeah so know. she didn't
1: really have a lot of choice and she saw what happened to her sister mm-hmm. so she didn't want to exactly go down that route yeah and so she didn't she probably thought she could find a way the family probably thought they could find a way to profit out of it but then she she definitely enjoyed being with him they had a, a passionate relationship it was filled with a lot of lust and love and passion and all of it and so you know i think that she truly had very very deep feelings for him at some point and you know that 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 developed over time and and, not just
2: totally for for influence purposes i don't think she's just not totally cold and calculating
1: i don't think she's very cold cold and calculating at all
2: how about did the english people ever forgive henry for the divorce yes okay
1: By the time, by the time he died, he was king for almost 40 years. So Mm -hmm. entire lifetimes of people, you know, his son ascended as a minor and there was no question about that. There was never a power struggle. No
2: big revolt.
1: No, no, there was, there was some rebellions here and there, but it, people forgave.
2: Okay. So how much do you think Wolsey's fall was the fault, like the direct Mm -hmm. fault of Anne and her, her people's effort? I mean, yeah. do you think he probably would have, you know, fallen anyways because he couldn't have gotten the divorce? Or
1: yeah, it just seemed like he just Henry asked him to do something that he just couldn't do, and he took the fall. And if Henry had never wanted the divorce, yeah, and he was just happy being married to Catherine and it, Woolsey was a great statesman, and he probably would have continued being a great statesman. But Henry asked him to do something that no yeah. nobody could have done.
2: He kind of got himself in over his head by, you know, being able to have Henry think he could do anything and then when he couldn't do something that made him yeah. vulnerable and they just kind of yeah. took the extra step of telling him about all the money and stuff like
1: so in that sense it was down to Anne because it all stemmed from that but I yeah, do but
2: it wasn't it wasn't her doing yeah per se.
1: it would have been and nobody could have done what he wanted him to do
2: okay so now that was kind of like the recap part <laughs> okay so now to the like the the main story now that the house of commons letter about the clergy and how yes. bad they were like is that that's a real thing? yeah
1: so this was called the supplication against the ordinaries and this was a petition passed by the house of commons in 1532 and it was a result of grievances against the church of england prelates and clergy and ordinaries in this matter in this act as clerk cleric. So basically it was parliament who said look the clergy's really really corrupt. They they mentioned things like excessive fees collected by church courts, use of excommunication for minor causes, the independent la- legislative power of the convocation. Basically they just said there was just too much power that the clergy had. They weren't happy with it. There was too much corruption and this was the the supplication that they sent which of course is all political so that Henry can have an excuse to to fight them. But yeah. yeah. Okay. But it was a real thing.
2: So can you recap a little how Henry and like more Thomas more both felt mm-hmm. like about ch- church in England in in, in general or sure. like the, or the church, I guess.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because Henry never really became a Protestant. He's responsible for the church of England as, as we know it now. Um, but he was never actually a Protestant, even until the year he died, he was killing heretics Mm -hmm. who were Protestants and he, he never liked Protestants.
2: That's what you were saying too, before I remember this, like just how sort of much of a church kind of man he was. I mean, he was raised to be, you know, before his brother died, he was like being raised to be like a church person.
1: Yeah. Although I have heard there's some arguments about that. Mm -hmm. Something I was reading recently that that's, I shouldn't say that as if it's fact. Okay. So, but yes, he was. The, he the w- plot deepens. So, <laughs> okay. so as There's as we previously new, believed,
2: new he was really a church guy. So no,
1: he was a church guy. I just okay. don't know that he was actually raised to go into the church. I see. Okay. Um, but he he is a, he was always a church guy. He would remain. You know, on the surface, very devout, believing himself okay. to be very devout until he died, and very devout as a Catholic. Just... So, like
2: deep down, it it might have kind of hurt him that he had to go against the church to get what he wanted, or yeah. or almost that the church wouldn't go with him, be- so they had to become somewhat enemies. And you know, the
1: thing is, I don't know that he ever thought it was going to go as far as it did, and kings and popes, especially in England had been having fights for millennia. This Mm -hmm. is not a new thing. Um, Way back hundreds of years before that with the murder of Thomas Beckett, who was an archbishop that the king at the time who was another henry said he wished somebody could rid him of this horrible archbishop and Mm -hmm. um and some people went off and murdered him and he you know had to do this serious penance and he was it was all out of a relationship with the pope and so this was not a new thing for kings to be really and especially in england because it was so far away you could easily make the argument of like why should somebody in rome control us and so like, but at the same time, he was very devout and, and I don't think that he ever thought it was going to go that far. Now it's interesting because Moore was, would remain loyal to the Pope forever, but he wanted to reform a lot. He, he was a humanist. He wanted to reform the abuses in the church where he saw them. He just wanted to do it within the structures that were already there and mm-hmm. to not do something as drastic.
2: Like to totally break from it. Mm. Yeah
1: yeah so if you actually sat the two of them down, they would probably agree on more than they disagreed on, mm-hmm. but it was that one final thing that henry was like well i'm g- go- I'm willing to break away, yeah
2: because he and... really needs that divorce, yeah, so then there's the the trial yes. like the of the clergy or or whatever however yeah, you want to term the that
1: Reformation like, parliament and all of that, yeah, so
2: that was that was like a real thing and everything,
1: yeah, and that comes from that supplication as well, so um, this okay. All of this whole period, there's this period called the the Reformation Parliament, and it was all of these different parliaments that were called this time up until the 1534 Act of Supremacy. So there was a lot of work that was going on during this time in Parliament, trying okay. to set a, set up who would be in charge and what would happen to the clergy and blah, blah, blah.
2: And this is pretty much, like, this is all for his divorce.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think at some point, People who are Protestants are coming in and being supportive of it and saying, "Yeah, let's do it because they think it's going to head."
2: There was a groundswell for other reasons, but I mean, like the reason all this started is
1: yeah, and it's it might have been just a big game of bluff, Mm -hmm. you know, getting it going.
2: But I guess if Henry didn't want a divorce, there probably never would have been a letter from the House of Commons about how corrupt things were. I was pretty shocked that that Bishop Fisher still had a head. He won't for much longer. Okay. I figured. I mean, it's like this is a second time he's like calling out the king. Like, you know, he's in so old. Everyone. He
1: was like the confession to Henry. Conf- confessioner? The person who took confession to Henry's mm-hmm. grandmother. He's just like, I'm so old. I'm going to go he's out in like, a blaze of glory. I,
2: I know I'm going to heaven soon, so I'm going to have to answer for exactly. things like tomorrow. Exactly. So I might as well speak
1: on. Yeah. And... So he won't have his head for that much longer.
2: Okay. Now we go to the Pope. Let's go to the Pope. And he seems quite annoyed having to deal with all this stuff all this crap
1: mm-hmm. um
2: and he's really getting pulled from both sides there's like the letter from henry saying i'm gonna split it's gonna be a bad scene you better give me what i want like quit this stuff and then there's the emperor the mm-hmm. holy roman emperor saying you better not <laughs> rule against my aunt is that yeah his aunt? my aunt because uh, catherine because that would be a bad scene yeah. he's really kind of stuck
1: You know, I think it's interesting. He probably
2: doesn't even want to have to deal with it in the first place.
1: No, he doesn't. But I think this is an interesting testament to like the role of popes. Like we tend to think, especially at this time, when we think about this time period, we think about people who are very religious, right? And like church attendance was mandatory. And it was like this people talking in Latin and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And here's the man who has ultimate control over their souls. You know, he could excommunicate either one of them. And he does excommunicate one of them. And he he's the person who has absolute power over their souls and like their relationship with God. And they're both telling him, giving him the what for. Mm -hmm. So I think it really kind of shows a little bit of like how political the papacy has always been. And how much people have kind of always been willing to stand up to it and kind of boss the popes around. And mm-hmm. I just think it's really interesting that you would do that. Like, this is the person yeah. who controls who you.
2: Who's sending you to hell, basically. Exactly. Or not.
1: And so it, I yeah. also think it kind of flies in the face of this whole idea that people were rever- really religious back then and really revered mm-hmm. all of it. They talk
2: about it. But if, if you were really that religious, would you be going at the Pope's Exactly. Side? Yeah. Um and I like I really at this point, i just just commentary, I really uh-huh. don't like henry like i I haven't liked him for a while, but I mean all of this stuff, yeah. all of this for a girl he ends up killing like right
1: I mean- come on, yes, man. yes, I, there is that, and you know i and i I don't know um it's interesting that you say that, but you've already started this now because there has been a a school of thought that and in recent years that Henry only turned into the monster that he did after 1536, when he had a jousting accident and he Mm -hmm. was like knocked out cold for a while. And only one person said he was knocked out cold. The other people just said he was kind of dizzy. So anyway, there's this train of thought, this theory that he was knocked out and it affected him. And it was all the jousting accident because then later on that year was when he killed Anne Boleyn. And that's like when he starts really killing people. Mm -hmm. But, I think it's interesting that you pointed out here that he's already becoming an asshole Mm -hmm. Um, because there are uh, most historians don't actually put down believe in that 1536 idea because there's so much evidence of him being a monster being crazy even before this yeah
2: like the lengths he's going to I mean at some point just like give up and have her be your mistress like what like what well, come and, on? okay i'm just
1: to be to play devil's advocate here yeah. to play devil's advocate his father won the wars of the roses through mm-hmm. the battle of bosworth field 1485 when henry took power when mm-hmm. henry ascended it was the first peaceful transfer of power in england in i think it was like 60 years 50 or 60 years and so he
2: just needed to stir up some crap to like make it interesting. No, I...
1: no, no, no. He needs a male heir. England, yeah, had, yeah. England, had never had. And I I mean, the great irony of this, of course, is that his daughter through Anne Boleyn would be England's golden age and the greatest monarch of the time, which Mm -hmm. is Queen Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. So that is an irony, irony about it. But, you know, from what he if you want to really play devil's advocate for him, he really did believe that he needed a male heir Uh, and he didn't want England to go back to the to the civil wars.
2: I'm not buying it. You're not buying it. not like I'm not buying it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I get that and I. I, I still think he's a jerk.
1: England had never had a female queen. There was somebody Yet. in the 12th century, Matilda, who tried to, who was a granddaughter or something of William the Conqueror, and she tried to press her claim, and she couldn't, she couldn't it, make it. It
2: didn't go so well.
1: Well, you know what? She got sidetracked. She had to stop and give birth. Yeah. She got caught in a castle on her on the way to invade because she had to give birth, and then Stephen, the other guy, makes it, and because they were all coming from France, because they were all Norman. It's always time,
2: a guy right? named Stephen,
1: huh? <laughs> no, it's not a Thomas. At least. Yeah, I know.
2: Alright. Okay. So next, who is Cranmer? Who is this Cranmer guy?
1: Thomas Cranmer will another be the Arch another Thomas. He will be the Archbishop of Canterbury. And I um he I believe he was a German and he was a Protestant. He's the one who basically came up with the whole idea behind Henry's divorce. Oh,
2: he was the guy who wrote mm-hmm. the book that like Henry really liked. Like yes. the whole he's like, Oh, you know, Han yes. gave him this book of this Cranmer guy who had all these you know ideas against the papacy yes or whatever. all right next mr roos the the cook roos roos yes is that a real real guy
1: like there was a <laughs> yes there was chef roos yes i'm just looking whether he actually was german i know he was in germany um so i want no he was actually born in nottingham i apologize he was in germany a lot but Okay. Um, not and so German. he was coming back from Germany yeah. at the time, but yeah, he was not German. Okay. So Roos. Yes. So this is actually a true epis a true event Thing. that mm-hmm. happened. Um, and he was a cook for, he was the cook in the household of Bishop Fisher. And the idea the story was that he poisoned porridge and people who ate the porridge got sick. The only people who died, actually, were two people who, God bless them, they hadn't been guests there, but they came to get alms afterwards, and they were given they gave him some food, some food, and they died. And they
2: were really hungry, so they ate a lot and died. Yes, yes. Yeah, it sucks for them.
1: Yes. So Ruse said that he put the stuff in the food as a joke, that he hadn't meant to harm anybody, and that Good. was like what mm-hmm. his story was, Good that he joke, just did it as a buddy. joke, ha uh-huh. yeah. and he was convicted of treason
2: Okay. Um, yeah and then we go back to this cranmer guy Mm -hmm. and he's talking with the king and just i would be really worried if the king liked me that much because it seems like anyone who's that close to the king is like in trouble yes and i guess i just wondered does he end up getting killed as well
1: not by henry
2: so he does end up getting killed he gets he ends up getting
1: killed by mary tudor queen mary his daughter yes because she's a catholic and when she comes to the throne, she has some mad beef with him.
2: And is that is 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 that Bloody Mary?
1: Yes, and I,
2: I you have you have an issue. I with have her such being a called...
1: soft spot for Mary yeah. Tudor, but yes, just that's Bloody okay. Mary.
2: Yes. And so when we drink those drinks with tomato juice, or yeah, well, we don't drink Bloody Mary. But...
1: She's only remembered as Bloody Mary because of Fox's Book of Martyrs, and I don't like it.
2: Sound like Fox News? Or...
1: It has about the same level of journalistic <laughs> integrity. <laughs>
2: did wyatt wyatt was the poet yes yes did he work for cromwell yeah like he thomas said, cromwell had
1: people working for him all over the place thomas cromwell was like the whole kind of master of this network he was and... just
2: kind of playing all sorts of weird pieces all over
1: yes he was the puppet master it
2: seems like conniving a bit that cromwell
1: well he was like Woolsey. Yeah, I mean he, he they, worked for Woolsey. He came up just like yeah, Woolsey yeah. came from no, the, a common sense. family. You
2: gotta you gotta play things right if you're just coming up from Yeah, from
1: he nothing. was yeah, he was the a common person born in South London and he'd been we'll talk about him later as he gets more popular, but Okay. Yeah.
2: Mark Smeaton is He dies. <laughs> okay, I was gonna just gonna say he needs to quit making eyes at Anne because like yeah. that is a dangerous yeah. Yeah. Don't, yeah you don't, don't have
1: to worry about that. He, he, he's going to be dead he soon. He
2: is not thinking very well. And then the poison. So we already mentioned, I, I have, this as the poison episode reel. And that's, that's yeah. like a reel. You said that. So
1: interestingly, the only, the, well, not the only, but a main record we have of it is a letter um, that Eustace Chapu, the Imperial ambassador uh, said that Henry became personally involved in the case and wanted Roos dealt with in this manner Because he wanted to avert suspicion from falling, if not on himself, for he is too noble-minded to have resource to such means, at least on the lady and her father. He called Anne the lady all the time. He never actually referred to her as Anne Blaine. He called her the lady.
2: I don't know what all that means. So
1: basically, he says that Henry stepped in and said he was going to go ahead and kill Roos and have him be tried and everything Um, Because he wanted to avoid suspicion falling on him and on Anne.
2: Okay, so he didn't want to look like any part
1: of it. Yeah, so it's kind of like what in this season Thomas More had said is, you know, you don't want it to look like you're involved. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, Chapuis says that that's why as well. Okay. That's why he did that.
2: And now we're going to take a little pause for a little commercial break.
1: There's going to be a commercial break. And uh, there we go.
2: So there seems to be like just a very interesting power struggle between like Anne and her people with Mm -hmm. her like sort of being the head of it. And Moore, who's like kind of fighting for the catholic you know side of things Mm -hmm. and then cromwell who's sort of the the protestant like spearhead of of his movement and then henry who's like out for his divorce Mm -hmm. and he's sort of catholic too but sort of anti-catholic because he wants his divorce Mm -hmm. it just seems all very like interesting to me
1: yeah, it was, you know, sometimes you see that in moments of history where people who wouldn't really be friends suddenly all get together yeah, like they're because all they have like a common enemy. Working
2: together, but like they're all doing it for different purposes and wanting it to like, go different it... ways.
1: No, I think it's interesting when you have people who are have a reason to all get like together. Different
2: goals, but all are working together to achieve sort something. of different goals. And
1: then what's interesting is like once they achieve that, then it becomes a problem yeah, of like, then, then like, what are you going to do? Uh,
2: okay, I got what I wanted. Now I'm going to kill all of you. Yeah. <laughs> How am I going to get it's rid of you? It's kind of like, you?
1: aren't there like games, like like role-playing games and like stuff like that where you have to like ban... I feel like there's like, I've played games like that where it's like you're banned together for part of it and then like it all... I don't know. I feel, I feel like I remember doing stuff in school though. That- yeah, so it's kind of like Russia being on our side in World War II. It's like... You would not think we would be allies. Well, we
2: guess that us, you know, yeah. the U.S. and Russia were.
1: We, we're together? together. Yep.
2: All right, Catherine fixing his shirts, darning his shirts. Is yes. that what it's called? Is that is that like a real thing? Yeah, or do we know she, about did. That? That's, she did. She really did. And sweet. Anne was
1: really upset about it. She
2: really like. I feel like the reason she's so upset about all of this is because like to in my mind mm-hmm. and like having knowing nothing about anything other than this television show Uh-huh. is like she knows how like wrong she is like how messed up she is to like and not like it's all her like i get henry has fallen for her i get mm-hmm. that but it's like to me she's Wait, who's like, her and and okay. i feel like Anne feels horrible like deep down because she's coming in and like ruining this like marriage that like of this woman who like really truly like really deep down like loves this man and is married to this man and they've mm-hmm. had children and like like she fixes his shirt and she asks about his health and like here's Anne who like seems to like give a damn about anything except being queen because that's what she deserves and like I I get there's the Henry likes her aspect mm-hmm. it's not like she you know enchanted him which is we'll sort of talk about later. Yeah. But um, check back um I years just about feel that. like the reason she really feels like so upset about it is because she knows how wrong she is. That's that's how I feel. Fair that's enough. My I, opinion. I disagree with you.
1: That's fine. I don't think that Anne necessarily sees this. I mean, mar- royal marriages at the time were not in the same way that we see marriage and so why is
2: she so mad that she's fixing her shirt like I because
1: just... henry's supposed to be trying to put her aside like henry's supposed to be like saying i'm with you now so like what, so let having... anne
2: fix her shirts oh wait she doesn't care that much and she just wants to hang around and like have him take her hunting and like you know tell him how to destroy the church you and are going to tell get him some really how to nasty like kill some people like right oh now. i'm gonna Let's kill Woolsey. Let's okay. let's kill some people. Let's not fix some shirts. Like I okay. it's really sweet and caring. I'm not it saying is. it's a woman's job, but it's really sweet. No,
1: it is. It totally is really, and it's re- And I do think that Catherine did love him forever. Like she she did.
2: I don't like this Anne chick either.
1: This which chick. Anne. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: I like like Catherine. Seems like a really nice lady who really cares. <laughs>
0: She's the weed.
1: There's you. You might get some really nasty emails about that. So I'm just. I would like to let people know (laughs) that was not me on the Facebook page. I get the notifications too. So please don't clutter up my notifications with like yelling at me about this. All right, yell at him.
2: I don't even know what I'm doing wrong. He has a public profile. You
1: can just yell at him.
2: I'm a typical man. Apparently, I don't even know what's going on. But bring the heat. I can take it.
1: Anne is a feminist icon.
2: All right. Speaking of bringing the heat, yes, Roose was really boiled alive. Yes, that is hardcore.
1: Well, okay, it is, and
2: I I think I I don't. I don't know what I. I think I'd rather be burned at the stake than boiled alive. Like that seems.
1: Which would go fast? I think boiling alive would go faster.
2: I don't. I mean, it can't last that long. I don't. I don't know. I think. I think. It's a bad choice I think I'd rather get burned at the stake.
1: That lasts so long though. Okay. Just,
2: it's I don't know. Because a boiling alive you're going of... you're
1: going to drown right away too. I know it's none of its pleasant. You know, um so Henry VIII's gosh, paternal grandfather is Edward IV, who was the Yorkist king. Edward IV had a brother, the Duke of Clarence, who was executed by being drowned in a vat of malmsey wine.
2: What's Malmsey? Uh, it's
1: just a kind of wine.
2: Oh, so he was just drowned. He was
1: drowned in a in a vat of wine. That was his yeah. official execution. That's how he was. And drowned. actually,
2: you, if if you were if you were put into some boiling stuff, yeah. you wouldn't die from boiling. I read about this because a guy fell in a geyser at Yosemite. Oh yeah, and,
1: you were telling me that.
2: Yeah, He died before that of okay. shock or something.
1: All right, we'll we'll move on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Boleyn. Yes, Dad Boleyn, Whatever Dad his Ballin, name is, Thomas. Th- of course, Thomas he's he's like a bad dude like he's like a cold yeah mofo. like he, he just doesn't like, lose
1: his head either
2: and he's like you know here poison this dude like here's some coins oh i'm well. gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna boil you alive for doing that i'm not saying he had a choice but well still. also
1: we don't know that he did it i mean let's All just right. be completely fair about okay, that
2: okay so this wasn't like documented no okay. yeah okay because of course it wasn't documented he would have been yes boiled alive too so. yes
1: yes Bad, I mean, it's, bad game
2: to be a part of. All he this.
1: certainly had something to gain from it, all but right. I, you know, I yeah.
2: Speaking of people dying, yes. Violin dude, what, what's his name? Mark Smeaton. He's gonna die, huh? Yeah, he is. Okay, I smell that one coming. <laughs> um, did Henry really keep asking Catherine? still like for an annulment like he he ain't letting it go yeah like as if she's going to change her mind and he sent her away yes well
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah he did
2: okay so that was historically accurate and where did she go like
1: she was sent to a lot of different, she kept, he, he tried to make her more and more and more uncomfortable and more uncomfortable. So he just and, kept
2: sent in her places. Yeah.
1: And like, she oh, eventually. oh, you're doing
2: good there. I'm going to send you somewhere else and send you Siberia.
1: Yeah. All right. She's buried in Peterborough Cathedral. She was off in the wilds of Norfolk and it was very uncomfortable for her. The weather was terrible. She was in an, uh, at first she still kept some, uh, some level of queenship and we'll see it I think as the season progresses that she still had some servants and she still had a, a house she had to give back the jewels and stuff but she still had a, a household and and by everything the end like of that it but she by... was like
2: cleaning up after horses and
1: <laughs> not quite that bad but yeah and she was in very uncomfortable places and he okay. just kind of kept moving her to make her uncomfortable
2: so now one thing I'm confused with like more is you know talking to his wife or whoever uh-huh. like this lady that he's sleeping in the bed with that he has children with like all these religious dudes, yeah. like, guys, like, seem to have, like, wives. Yes. And I thought religious guys didn't have wives. Okay, so I'm Thomas Moore
1: actually wasn't a religious guy. He was, uh, he was like, a writer. He was, like, an Erasmus, kind of. He was a humanist. Oh, okay. Like, so he, was, he, was he was religious. Not com- mm-hmm. He had, like,
2: religious convictions, but he wasn't some a kind of priest church. or right. something. Right, exactly. And then Woolsey, what was up with his... Thing. He
1: didn't have an, affi- it was like a common law wife okay, and so just like
2: a, what we would call a partner.
1: Exactly. Okay. And so they was that have... a
2: normal thing? I mean, I guess like I thought it was like, they're all about celibacy and
1: yeah, that, not so much. Not once you got to that high of a level. You could get away. I mean, they're all about celibacy of, for the underling monks who come <laughs> why, in. And, why
2: be celibate if you don't have to? Be? Exactly. If you can get away with it. Like, I mean, that's one of the things
1: that they talked about—the abuses of that. You know, there was all this talk of celibacy, and yet everybody. I mean, you look at the popes, like the the Medici Pope. Gosh, the that's there's a whole series about (laughs) that did they have
2: like harems and stuff or something no
1: like the one guy the the borgias that's what it was it was the borgias you've seen the the series on them i I the the family i never watched the series but the family of the borgias that one of them was a pope caesar I think, and one of them married his daughter. He married his daughter himself, or was like having <laughs> an affair with his daughter while he was pope. I don't, I don't know all of the facts right. about this, but yes, it so was. So
2: not, not so much when you get to that like level, right? Okay, okay. And then switching back to Catherine, did she give back all her jewels? Like she had? Yeah, to, she did. I guess she didn't have a choice. Even
1: some of the things that she brought with her from Spain, she had to give. That's hard. Fair.
2: Um, and Moore really liked Catherine, didn't Everybody he? Everybody
1: really liked Catherine. Except but yes. Henry and Anne. Yeah. She, yeah. he's hard to talk about Anne as a feminist person in the, in the context of pre modern. Whatever. But everyone she was. Liked,
2: everyone liked Catherine for everyone, the
1: most part. Everyone liked Catherine for the she most was a part. Nice, she was nice hard lady. to not like. Yeah. Yes.
2: Daughter of a queen and king. Yes. It's nice that he didn't kill Catherine.
1: Yeah, I think he might have liked to. And mm-hmm. Anne wanted him to. But he didn't. No, but he didn't, yeah. He
2: killed everyone else in the entire world, yep. pretty much, that talked to him. Yep. So good, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, speaking of, like, going after people, like, you know, don't kill, what's the saying? Don't kill the messenger? Like, yeah. whoa. Like, you know, the guy yeah. comes in and says, oh, Catherine wants to know about your health. And he's like, beat you down. Like, that's uh-huh. kind of intense. Okay, and then the final little scene. Anne is thought to be a witch by people. Like, is this, like, was this a thing? Like, did people think this? Or was this just, like, a convenient story that they kind of went for, like, like, as yeah plan to get her knock her down or
1: so there's a couple themes the okay. first is there's no uh, there's no proof of any kind of assassination attempt against her so okay. we'll so take that, 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 whole, that part of it that
2: part where they were saying well we're going to try to assassinate her and that yeah. shampoo guy, shampoo yeah, Shop-wee. yeah. Okay. so that wasn't so that's not a thing
1: i mean he might have met with a guy like that but i don't know that but there's no there's not like that. A, yeah. a, a tape of it right and so then the other thing about witchcraft Witchcraft is what Anne would be brought down. One of the things that was accused, they said that she must have enchanted Henry, and that was what they said mm-hmm. to her. Now, the thing is with witchcraft, and since we're talking about feminism, witchcraft would be the thing that you would accuse a noble woman of because there wasn't that much else so men were. Conv- if you wanted to get rid of a man you would find something treasonous like we saw early in the season uh in season one with the duke of buckingham and the, you know there were okay. plots and stuff so with men if you want to get rid of somebody you could you could easily Somehow do treason prove treason yes yes with women you couldn't do that the thing you could do with women is witchcraft so it was See, they're, they're a witch yeah and how do you know she's a witch yeah no and if how do she you- sinks Right. She's not a witch. <laughs> exactly. If she floats, she's a witch. If she's drowned, she's not. Women who tried to wield any kind of power were always at risk that they were going to be accused of witchcraft. Um, because if they tried to get in and, and do anything powerful, if it backfired on them, then mm-hmm. the way people would get back at them would They're say she was a witch. And so it was... That's a, not cool. No, it was a very dangerous. It was one of the... And there's there's stories of it, of English kings, actually. I um, think think it was Henry V um, accused his uh, old stepmother. Once his father died, he accused his stepmother of being a witch, so that he could take her money, her dower, because he wanted to use it to make war in France. And he didn't kill her, but he had her imprisoned for like fifteen years or something like that. And so this is this is a very common. Also, Mar- um, Margaret of Anjou, the Wars of the Roses, the wife of Henry the Sixth. Everybody called her a witch as well, and she was a powerful woman who was trying to wield power for the house of Lancaster. And they mm-hmm. called her a witch. And this is like what, what people, what women, this was the risk for a powerful woman. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I want to talk about that because this was, this was a theme
0: yeah. in,
1: in, in this time period Um, of, if you wanted to get rid of somebody, a very convenient thing for women would be witchcraft.
2: Just, just in defense of Anne, I don't think she's a witch,
1: but uh, that is what she would ultimately be accused of and and would be killed for harsh yeah she 's not a wife. witch she 's my wife <laughs> all right, yes,
2: those are all my questions, yeah, thank you very much for so I think that's interesting, just in talking about
1: the themes that the witchcraft thing is is a very and it also not even for noble women that was very dangerous, but also if you were a poor woman and you didn't have family looking out for you. You know, if you lived in a village, and your kids had died or your husband had died and or people your kids, wanted
2: your land it or it's like
1: not only that, but if you even if you even did anything, if you I mean, I, I my heart because we love animals, right? Mm-hmm. My heart breaks for these older women that maybe they didn't have family around them and their husband had died and they were left. If you had animals, for example, if they you had anything. Yeah, that they would be wanted. your no, 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 not not that people wanted it. It was suspicious. They were your familiar, so that was a sign that you were a witch. If you had oh,
2: so it wasn't like people yeah. So people just call you a witch just for the hell of it.
1: Yeah, if you had a lot of cats because you liked cats, like we like cats, that was seen as suspicious. They were your familiars. If you had weird moles, that meant that you were bitten by the devil. There, if that makes your,
2: people witches weird, like. Some We're to- serious witchcraft. No, a couple of years ago,
1: there was a quiz that was on like BBC. You got a lot of cats, is what I'm referring to. BBC History Magazine or something. They had this quiz that said, "Would you have been accused of witchcraft yeah. in the Middle Ages?" Yeah. Like totally, I would have been accused of witchcraft, yeah. um, and you would too, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, We're
2: not actually into witchcraft. So no, don't worry.
1: I'm Episcopalian. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just it's a it's a really interesting dynamic of. How did of how women were at risk, and for both powerful women and for older women that didn't have somebody protecting them, witchcraft was, was the thing.: All right. Yeah, so there you go. Awesome, So thank you for listening. Leave us a review on iTunes if you like the show, and go to watchingthetutors.com to learn more about us.
2: Uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time for episode two of season two and it
1: won't be a couple of weeks it won't be a couple of months from now we're back Mm -hmm. on a schedule we're getting there indeed all right we'll talk to you later
2: Bye. bye bye